I second Javier to the fullest. This is, I think, the first time I've ever fully agreed with Javier. So, oh, wow. There we go. One. Ding, ding, ding. I go down <laughs> like, like bowling pins, baby. All like, it takes is like, Ian to be gone. I know. It takes like three episodes. It's like three episodes in a row. Someone has fully agreed with Javier. Welcome to the What's Our Verdict podcast, where we fashion ourselves cinematic judge and jury. My name is JJ Crowder. I'm here with my co-hosts, Mattson Heiner. The real Ginge is back. And Javier Ortiz. Better red than dead. Just kidding. <laughs> What's up, nerds? Yeah, I was a little fucked up there for a second. <laughs> All right. <laughs> So, once again, in support of our fellow podcasters, we do want to tell you about Continue Watching. They're an anime, movie, and TV show podcast where they discuss and review the latest things that they've been watching. Anything from Iron Man to One Punch Man, Wild Wild West to Tiger King. And they're available wherever you get your podcasts. And they're also available at anchor.fm forward slash continue watching. So, go check those guys out. Um, For us, make sure you do hit that follow or subscribe button. Tell a friend about us. That helps us grow the podcast. Uh, Go and check out our website at whatsourverdict.com where you can listen to all of our episodes, read about us, use our Amazon link to shop and sign up for our mailing list. So next week, and I haven't told these guys yet, so it's a surprise to them, but I've got something planned for those that have signed up for uh, our mailing list. So go do that now. Get a head start on it. You'll have a chance once once we start this little surprise, you'll have a chance, but I'd get started now if I were you. So. Go check it out. Better get on that list. Yeah, you better. None of us are eligible. No. (laughs) All right. So today is our trial series. We're going to discuss the facts of a movie, pass judgment, and let you, the listener, know our verdict by rating this movie from zero to five and whether it's rewatchable or you shouldn't. So today we're reviewing The Old Guard. It's the Netflix original movie. It was released on the 10th of July this year, so a couple days ago. Uh, it's directed by Gina Prince by the Wood and written by Greg Rucka, who also wrote the graphic novel. It starred Charlize Theron, Kiki Lane, Matthias Schoenarts, Marwin Kinzari, Luca Marinelli, and Chiwetel Ejiofor. I know I screwed his name up, but I love him. Anyway. Sounded good. Cool. So, spoiler free. Uh, let's jump in. Tell everybody what we thought without spoiling it. There's a lot to spoil, so watch yourselves. We'll make sure we don't step on any spoiler landmines. Um, And then once we're done with that, we'll jump in and spoil this thing and tell you all about it. Uh, Javier, why don't you get us started spoiler free? Spoiler free? I think like any Charlize Theron movie, this movie is so amazing. Like, (laughs) dude, I I don't know. Have I? I don't know if I've seen her in anything since Mad Max or she was a total badass. Dude, it's like that character just morphed into this character. Like, ah. (laughs) Kinda. It was so fun. Very fun characters. Dude, the action was great too. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I, I know I compare everything everything to John Wick, but like, it's comparable, dude. It's it's pretty comparable. Not as much, but it's anyway. All in all, very fun. Oh, and the oh the soundtrack, guys. What a great soundtrack. Like, <laughs> and we're not talking. It's not just rap all the time. You've got some really great, like slower music, like somber music. Anyway, soundtrack, action, actors, actresses, nailed it. Absolutely. All right, Matson. Yeah. So, obviously, I had no idea what this movie is about. JJ Texas. I'm ready to watch. I also enjoy Charlize Theron quite a bit. 
really just going to reiterate a lot of what Javier said. The action scenes in this movie, there was a, I don't know if they were all one takes, but certainly they were not choppy fight scenes where you get a scene there where them stabbing someone and then another scene of them like moving away. It was all very smooth and fluid. I really like that about this movie. I also thought it was cool that this movie focused a lot on two female leads quite a bit, which in an action movie, you don't see that very often. I thought that was unique and refreshing, something that hopefully we can see more of moving forward. But uh, Charlize Theron is a badass. Her character, totally a badass. And that's this movie. I was a little worried that it wasn't going to give me enough character progression to care about them at the end. But for me, although it wasn't a ton, it was enough to give me sprinkles here and there to to determine, well, what's kind of their overall mission? Why should I care about them when they're going through these firefights and such? And I was surprised by that. And that's what elevates this movie beyond just a great film to go watch for the action. I think they're characters that you can learn to care about more than you would at the beginning. Cool. For me, I, I agree with everything that was said. It was a fun movie. It was entertaining. There's great characters. Shirley Stern kills it. In fact, I all of the main characters in this did very well as far as the acting goes, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Um, it was very well acted. Great action scenes. I second Javier to the fullest. This is, I think, the first time I've ever fully agreed with Javier. So, oh, wow. There we go. One. Ding, ding, ding. I go down <laughs> like bowling pins, baby. All like, it takes is like, Ian to be gone. I know. It takes like three episodes. It's like three episodes in a row. Someone has fully agreed with Javier. But I, I even wrote, in fact, it was the second note I took. So it was that early in the movie that the soundtrack in this movie the music is phenomenal across the board from start to finish. The intro song where you yeah. just have old guard mm-hmm. on the screen. And this is just baller song. I don't even know what it was, but it, I got to look it up. Yeah. Or like me and I didn't write it down. I should have, but I, I watched with subtitles on and it tells you the name of the song. on uh, Netflix. Okay. So Netflix will tell you the name of the song as it's playing, which I like. I forgot to write these ones down because I was trying to pay attention to the movie. But great music throughout. If I had one issue, it was it starts a little slow for me. It, it felt a little disjointed at first. Once it got to the point of the movie, mm-hmm. it was it was killer and great, and I was fully invested. But for probably the first 10 to 15 minutes, I was like, uh, it took me a minute to get bought in. But that was really the biggest flaw, flaw that I saw. That was It just took me a while to be invested in the movie. So other than that, really enjoyed it. So yeah, I'd say go check it out. That's so true, though. It does start off kind of slow. Yeah. It, well, it, I, before we start recording, I told JJ, I'm like, for, for a movie that has such a lame premise, which is <laughs> just a bunch of, it's just like a Wolverine knockoff, right? Like these immortals who've just been on all the wars in history or whatever. It was pretty good. So, yep. Just took a minute. That's all it was. Once it got going, though, I was really bought in. So now that we've done spoiler free, if you haven't seen it, go watch this movie. It's a lot of fun, as you can tell by the three spoiler free reviews. Check it out. Go watch it. Come back. Join us. So if you don't care about spoilers, that's good. Hang out because we're about to spoil the shit out of this thing. So let's just jump right in. I'll get started. Like I said, it took me about 10 minutes to get into it. When I finally got into it, I really enjoyed it. And I think what really started me down the path of like enjoying it is when they finally got back to where they started. So they start with her mm. voiceover of her laying there dead. Then there's the whole lead up of how they got there. And I was just waiting going, eh, what is this? What is this? Cause I didn't know anything about it. I made sure I didn't read any reviews, anything. So I was a little confused. And then when it got back to the start of the movie, which I liked that they did quick, but it took about 10, 15 minutes. Then I was bought in. Because they wake up and they just wreak ungodly havoc in that room. Yeah. And I was, and it was so well choreographed from the start to the fact that they kill all five or four of them. Then the finishing choreography, I was like, 
everything in there was so clean, so sharp and seemed realistic to me as opposed to just gaudy action that I'm like, nah, nobody can do that shit. So I really enjoyed that. And so once I got there, then I was all in. So that's a great point because like they get shot all the, even in that scene, they're like getting shot and stabbed and they're like still going. So it's not like they're untouchables, Mm -hmm. right? Like, they're just immortal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I love that at the beginning, like when she realizes that they've oh, been set she up. Size. Yeah, she's like, yeah, she's like, fuck. <laughs> and then <laughs> and just, and just get riddled. But when you, because you, you saw that initial scene where she's laying on the ground, then you're like, well, I guess the way she said that, I just was like, they're not dead. Like she clearly knows something that I don't. Right. Yeah. Because like, they didn't run. They didn't do anything. And I was like, Okay. We're just going to take bullets and eat breakfast and then we're going to wake up. <laughs> right. So like from the first line of the movie, you know that she can't die yeah. or that they can't die. And I was just I guess I was just really concerned about how they would explain it. And they just don't, which kind of works for me. Yeah. Right? Where they're just like, I have no idea. And I really want to die. So I guess we're just going to keep doing this until one of these bullets just ends me. God willing. You know, and I, I kind of respect that a little bit, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I did have some issues with the initial scene, like when they were breaking in and doing the shooting. I was like, fuck, are there really silencers that are that silent? Because there oh, was on that sniper. Yeah, there was a snipe, two sniper shots that were just took, took. And I was like, that was a great shot. But I was like, man, that's quiet. And then she's got the pistol and she takes out like five guys and it's just like tick, 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 tick. Like, and I was like, oh, I've heard a silenced pistol before and it's not that. It's more like, Someone softly dude. banging a bad baseball bat against a piece of wood, as opposed to really hitting it hard. So they I was can, like, they can be I don't quiet, know. No, I, and that's, I don't know. I don't know enough about new I, technology. It was a long time ago that I heard a silenced pistol. So I don't know about a rifle, but I was shooting like a silenced carbine, you know, last week or whatever, and it was pretty quiet. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, I was impressed, and that, that was my. That was the only thing I was like. Mm. Is it really that quiet? Because that's crazy. Like you wouldn't hear that, right? I like that they used um, one of the guys used like it's not a samurai sword, but something to the equivalent of that. And then what's her face? Andy's character had not even sure what kind of weapon you call it was that like a battle axe of some yeah, sort, like a right? circular yeah. battle axe that was just totally dope. Um, but the thing I remember from that opening fight scene or. Ten minutes in is the choreography of them like fighting in pairs because it was cool because you knew they'd been fighting for hundreds of years, if not thousands, and just that's it. it I haven't seen a movie like that. And John Wick has some of those tendencies in it, but they did a really good job in the pair fighting. I thought that was fun and, and unique. That set it a little bit apart from an action standpoint. I wish Ian was here so he could talk a little bit about like how realistic their tactical approaches were, you know, because. Yeah. To a layman, it looked smooth as hell, the way that they were, like, breaching doors. Even the Marines, right? When you first meet um, Niles' character, and it's just, like, a platoon of female Marines uh, talking to, you know, whatever. And she gives some, like, hand signal commands. And the way that that one chick snapped to attention with her rifle, I don't think I'll ever forget that. It just looked slick. Yeah, I'm sure it's pretty realistic, but I would love to ask him and see... You know, are you trained? Because I've often wondered, I was watching something the other day. I don't even remember what it was. And they were doing a lot of that, the hand signals. And I'm sitting there going, what in the world? Like, how do you know? Like, there's got to be, oh, we were I was showing Casey. She'd never seen Band of Brothers, the show from HBO from like 2001. Love that show. 
I haven't either, actually. What? You have to watch it. Anyway, it's amazing. So we're watching that, and they're doing all of that in the show. And I've often wondered, because they did it a little bit into Five Bloods when we watched it. So I've often wondered, like, is there – like, there's got to be a formal set of hand signals that they use. So I've always been interested in that too. But I'm with you. Like, it was clean. It was precise. I really enjoyed the choreography and the action within this whole movie. Just a lot of fun. You know what my only problem is with it, though? And I know that in any scene that they fight, they've been shot, they've been stabbed or whatever. But if I've had the chance to train in hand-to-hand combat for 2,000 years, I don't think there's anyone on this planet who could beat me. (laughs) If I was in as good of shape as I am now and I've had 2,000 years of training. So like to watch them fight someone and be just a little bit better, not like exponentially better, is just a little disheartening, you know? <laughs> so where, where I'd push back on that, though, is I feel like when the numbers are against him, there's not as many. It's a little harder. But that scene t- more towards the end when Andy is fighting that one covert SWAT op in the Merrick, the the base, and they're on like that sky, like that glass bridge, that walkway. She just owns that guy. She cuts his knees, cuts his, his shoulders, his back. Like that guy never does literally anything to her. And that's where I, cause I had the same kind of qualm as you. And then that one, I was like, well, clearly she just totally destroyed this guy and was basically toying with him while she was injured. You know, that's true. That's a good point. Cause the scene I'm thinking of is when, uh, Nikki got pwned by the special ops guy, but he had just survived like a grenade blast through a wall. Yeah. And he, he could, the smoke. Yeah. Cause I said, I thought the same thing, but they had the smoke they were dealing with. They couldn't breathe. And he just oh, been yeah. blown up. And so to me, I felt like he's he's hurt. Like they still get hurt. It yeah, just yeah, takes yeah. their body a little longer to come back. And when he was beating their ass, he had a mask on. Right. As soon as they pulled his mask off, that's when he he kicked him one last time and then ran because he knew he was done for. So, but I get it. I had, at first I was like, what the ever loving son of a bitch? They they've owned everybody. And now this guy's better than them. And then it dawned on me as he left coughing. I'm like, oh, I get it. Okay, that makes sense. So, yeah, I'm with you there. Because even in the airplane scene when he, when Andy first picks up Niall, they fight, right? Mm-hmm. And Niall connects on Andy point. a couple of times. But to be fair, Andy wasn't really trying, right? Yeah. At the, at the point when she says, we're done, and she doesn't stop, she breaks not only her arm – but her leg bone through the skin. So yeah, she, I guess she is exponentially better. (laughs) I think we all need to learn uh, what Russian is for play dead. That seems to be a good skill. I know. (laughs) I know. That was a great joke. That was a great line. I felt like I was part of an inside joke when she brought up that line a second time. I was like, nice. (laughs) Well, and I just love the setup for it. Like, she's got the gun. He's like, she's just calm. She's like, don't worry. She's not going to shoot you. I am. And then the girl's, like, panicking. Like, what the hell? And then she plugs. You think that he, she shoots him? I was like, that's a great, great sequence. And then, it, yeah, I loved okay, it. But how does she not? How does she not shoot him? Because she shoots at him. Yeah, I think she's just good enough that she – it's kind of like at the end when she says, you know, do you think he speaks Russian? And then Niall shoots. She just missed the shot. On purpose. I think she's that yeah, good with a weapon. They're in a plane. Wouldn't that like go through the window or into like the dials or? Well, I think if you bury it in his seat, maybe from that distance you get lucky and it doesn't blow all the way through. But I doubt it. I had the same thought. I was like, yeah, they the could have shown. 
Yeah, I mean, it's a movie. That's the only... It doesn't play as well if you see the bullet hit the plane. Yeah, but... <laughs> no, I, I'm okay with that. I was just wondering if I missed something. Like... No, you didn't. Yeah. It, it was a gap. And that, I just justified it because I wanted to enjoy the, the yeah, movie. And I liked it so much that I was like, oh, she shot the seat. That's... <laughs> yeah. But you then... probably see that too. Yeah. But in the heat of the moment, if you got a gun to somebody's head and you're just like, that was our pilot, maybe you don't notice that she actually... I mean, I could see that it it being it working because she's in shock. She's trying to figure everything out. And you do that. And that split second, that's all Andy, the character, was looking for is to change the situation. Yeah. So. I loved when they were getting on the plane. And Niall's like, is this thing even safe? And he's like, does that really matter? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's a good point. You you would look at the world differently if you knew you couldn't die. Absolutely. Though I'm not going to lie, like, and I get it from Andy's perspective, right? She's been alive for a couple thousand years. If you do the research, it's a couple thousand years. So tell us about she's it. Been her, when you're done with this, well, talk. I'm just saying. So yeah, we'll talk about it. So when you get to that point, she's been alive for a couple thousand years. She has gotten to the point where she's a, okay to die. Like she's ready to reach that point that her more immortality runs out. But I'm sitting there going, and maybe some of the younger ones, I'm like, I do you really want to test that theory? Yeah, I know I'm gonna come back to life, but do you though? There comes a point where this runs out and you're all aware of it. Am I ready to test how long it's actually gonna take? And so it's kind of this dichotomy of different mindsets, right? You have one mindset for me as a mortal goes, as an immortal, I don't want to test how long it's gonna take. But as someone that's lived for 2,000 years and seemingly not making a difference in the world to them, though they're trying, you know, maybe that I could see where that would get very tiresome, which they obviously play that theme for quite a long time. So throughout the film. One thing that they never really talk about, like if they were to be cut in half or lose a limb, I mean, like, do they live if they're cut in half? Their, their limb's not coming back. But that's something I wondered. I was like, well, they clearly don't want to get like decapitated or cut in half or whatever. Cause I don't think it matters. So when you, that scene where, what was it? Where Nikki gets shot in the, the mouth and you can see his brain laying on the floor when he picks him up and he comes back to life and the blood's all on the back of his head. If you can regrow a brain, you can regrow anything. You think their limbs are going to grow back? Wow. Yes. Yeah, I do. Is it going to be like that men in black thing where it's like the head explodes and it just grows back? Either that or like Deadpool, where he's got just got little legs and little he's arms. Got baby for legs. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna feel huge with his hands. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I can think about when you think about Deadpool and the losing his hand. That shit was great. One thing I wanted to ask the group is, what did you guys think about how they portrayed when Niall, obviously her throat was slipped, but then she wakes up in the, the makeshift hospital bed and how the her military counterparts react and such? How did you guys feel that was portrayed? I liked it, personally. Because for me, I at first it bothered me. It kind of rubbed me. I was like, why are you fuckers being an asshole? She's alive. But then I thought, how would I react if I watched someone die? I held my hand over their wound watch them die and then the next day or how whatever you see them again and they're trying to tell me that they created some new skin graft that made it go away not even a scar yeah no scar no yeah so i could start to see there's something weird with that shit and that's frightening that kind of level of because what do you what do you immediately go to in the real world all of our legends of you know a vampire a zombie like any number of undead things 
that while we know in reality aren't real, now all of a sudden you have to start questioning reality because you just watched someone come back to life with no scars. Like if she'd had a scar or like a wound still, maybe, but nothing? Fuck. That's weird. Yeah. Having never been in the military and not knowing what kind of relationships you develop, I I thought, yeah, I thought everyone reacted the way that I would react, <laughs> which is, there's the walking dead chick. So <laughs> and I can see from her point of view how exhausting and annoying that would be. That's like, I didn't ask for this. Okay. No, I, I totally feel the same. And then it kind of make, leads me into the, the next similar part of the movie when Andy and then the character's name, I'm going to forget that got locked in the iron coffin. But when they got put on like the, basically the, the witch trials and just going through that. And I thought that was a clever way to, I was like, Oh yeah, that totally would have happened. And how crappy would that be? And then give it up to humanity to finally solve how to lock a witch away, put him in an iron coffin and shove him into the ocean. Dude, that's my worst nightmare. That, oh. Could you imagine drowning for 500 years? Yeah, you die, wake up, die. Over. And I mean, and then my qualm with that is that you wouldn't have breath in your lungs every time, right? When you just come back to life with water in your lungs and then die. You know, you know what I'm saying? I'm not immortal. I have no idea. Depends on the healing. That's true. I guess it does def- because we watched we watched in the movie where they expunge the bullets, right? So if they if your oh. body by healing naturally secretes the water, gets rid of the water out of your lungs, which is what killed you, it gets to go back in, right? So now all of us, which would be worse in my opinion, because at least if you wake up and you still have water in your lungs, the the process is going to go much faster. Whereas now my brain immediately goes, I have air. Can I get out of here? Can I save myself before this happens again? Like I would almost rather wake up full of water and almost immediately die within minutes than that struggle of holding my breath for however long I can at that point and then sucking up the water and keep going through it over. But either way, what a fucked up way to go. Be stuck Dude. for 500 years or and of course we don't know how long when you see major spoiler at the the you know that right before the credit scene where right. she's back. Who knows yeah. how long she's actually been out. So That's that's true. But still, it doesn't matter how long. Even if well, it was, for one day. Yeah. Because you one see how hour. fast they heal. It's not like she's doing this once a day. It's she's doing this over and over within 20, 30, 40 seconds. Fuck off. For 500 years. Four hours a day. Yeah. She's clearly going to be the villain of the next movie and want to oh, kill everything. Villain vibes for sure. Oh, she's got to be I mean, cracked, man. <laughs> yeah. Just cracked. Well, and even Niles, like, she feels crazy. Like, yeah. I know how she feels. She feels insane. Ooh, that's a good point, which means it has been 500 years because they did say that she was still there when she was having those dreams. So it had to have been very recent that she got out in the process of this show. I didn't even think about that. Oh, that's right, because she has dreams about the others until they meet. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. So with her still having dreams of her being in the water, that's got to be. So she got out within the time frame of the film. That's interesting. See what happens when we talk shit through. God, I can't even imagine 500 years of, Oh, fuck off. No way. It's me with that. Jeez. That's like, that's like Greek mythology type punishment. When like the guy that has to endlessly push up the, the boulder up the hill, but then it always comes back down. You'd be like, bro, like, come yeah. on. 
Like yeah. a raven that always takes that guy's like liver or whatever and it grows back. Yeah, the dude that's in the tree. Okay, <laughs> yeah. he's in the tree that Thor got. Yeah, it's or not Thor, but Thor's dad, Odin, stuck in a tree. Odin. It's terrible. So speaking of, since we're talking about history, and Javier told me I needed to explain how we knew she was 2,000 years old. She's Andromache of Scythia, and the Scythians, their culture flourished. It was very at the height of its kind of, you know, perfect state, whatever you want to call it, where they're known for is from 900 BC to 200 BC. So somewhere around 2,000 years ago, a little over 2,000 years ago is when the Scythians were around. So for her to be Andromache of, Scythi- Andromache of Scythia, typically for people to put the their, where they're from at the end, it's, it's a matter of pride in the place. They did that a lot in history, but for her to still speak it, it's probably at the height of their their uh, culture. So around 900 to 200 BC sometime is where she probably was from. So a very fucking long time. <laughs> what a baller. Yeah. It's crazy. It's an interesting, but I, I was telling Javier before we started recording too, I love the fact that they chose her name to be Andromache because in Greek mythology, Andromache was Hector's wife who was there for the Trojan War, watched Hector, her husband, be killed by Achilles. And ironically, I did some research about this comic. It was It's very intentional that she was named Andromache. And it's really funny because in the comic, they talk about not just her history, but some of the lovers that she had and she had one of her favorite or most memorable in her mind that she looks back on and misses was named Achilles, not that Achilles, but during the civil war, I believe if I read right, she had a husband, boyfriend, whatever named Achilles, which I was like, what an interesting parallel to Andromache of actual history from the Trojan war. And so anyway, it was, it was really interesting watching her. Yeah. And Javier made the great point of, you know, she leads this ragtag group of, Immortals, which is very similar to Andra, and wow, her name is rough. Andromache yeah. leading the actual people of Troy that were left during the fire and the pillage out and then founding a new city. So just interesting parallels to actual mythology and history. So while we're talking about Andy, can we talk about her terrible bedside manner when it came to picking up Niall? She literally, <laughs> Niall tries to run away and Andy shoots her in the head. And the first thing that Niall says when she comes to again, she's like, you shot me. <laughs> I did. Yeah. Fantastic. Dude. Bunched. It goes further too. Cause when Booker, gets blown up with that grenade and left there. She comes in and he's not healing because it's such a big wound. And she like, get up, get up, and like smacks him in the face. Get up and yells at him. And he's just like, fuck, I'm here. (laughs) It was great. That was good. I like that little touch of like people taking a second or two longer than you would like because I don't know. At that point, when they're in that house with the airplanes flying over that abandoned house, they explain, like, we're immortal, but we can die, right? That sounds kind of oxymoronic, but we don't know when or why or how it works, but at some point, our wounds stop healing and we can die, right? And then from that point on, whenever someone dies, it'll pan to them. Even when, like, Nikki was shot by that special ops guy, like, stuck the gun in his mouth and shot, it, like, took a second. You're like... Dude, if Nikki dies right now, mm-mm, I'm going to lose it. 
So I really like that little touch where it really made you question the whole time. Like, oh, who's next? Even though you kind of knew Andy was next the whole time. Yeah. Well, and I, I like that point, Javier, because it adds tension to a movie that in in its base storyline shouldn't have much tension. All of your five, four or five main characters are immortal. So in reality, you shouldn't worry anytime that they die. And yet from that moment when they explain that they can and then show – Linux or Lynx or whatever Linux, I think his name was dying in, you know, in Andy's hands way back in the day with Quinn, you're like, oh, they can die. So then immediately, like you said, every time one of them took a fatal wound, you're like, "Uh oh, is this their time? Because you just never know. So Mm -hmm. it was really interesting that they were that they found a way to add that kind of tension and then played on it a lot. And it never lost its effectiveness either, which I was really impressed with. Normally you have something like that and you're like, yeah, but they're a main character. And you're like, yeah, but you just don't know in a show like this. I mean, you just got betrayed by two people. One, you kind of see it coming. I'll be honest. Normally I'm pretty good at catching like betrayal shit. I did not see the Booker yeah. betrayal coming at all. Like I thought these are people that have lived with each other and, and worked together for with his case, hundreds of years and the other three thousands of years. And he still found it in himself to betray them for what he thought was a noble purpose, though selfish it was. It's still, I didn't see that one coming. So they just did a good job of keeping the tension up once it got rolling. Well, they also, to speak on that betrayal, I think in a lot of movies, it's like, haha, mask reveal. I'm the bad guy, like some Scooby-Doo shit, you know? Yeah. But this one, he's like, no, I'm not a bad guy. Like, if he can figure out why we're alive, he can figure out how to kill us. And don't we all just want a, the sweet release of death? Yeah. Right. So I'm doing us all a favor. So he like legitimately thought he was, this was in the best interest of his best friends, right. Of his family. And so I really like that, that he didn't turn evil. Yeah. Right? He just had a kind of misconstrued idea. He could have asked him been like, Hey, <laughs> Fill out a survey. Let's see who uh who wants to die, not die. Let's not go through this whole like fighting thing. Just gonna ask you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah, a hundred percent, Manson. Yeah, you're a hundred percent right. Uh, I I've I've no retort to that. I'm just glad <laughs> that they that he didn't like suddenly turn on them and then was like yeah. fighting against them for the rest of the movie. You know, I appreciate. Although that. it looks like he may now do that. It's possible. I mean, he, he's at least not on his own, right? Yeah. He's with a woman that's been locked away for 500 years in a confined space of like six feet underwater. He's got 99 and a half more years to go before he's allowed to meet up with the rest of the crew. If she chomps off his dick, at least it'll come back. Uh, Wow. That's that's... the funniest thing you've ever said, Max. And I swear to God. Hey, Javier, I was thinking throughout all this movie because you're always the one that was like, I'd rather drink bleach or I'd rather stab myself with a samurai sword. You've never said that. But these people, they could do that and let you know, hey, that was pretty bad. This is actually worse than that. They should write a book for sure. It would hold some weight. (laughs) That's fair. Things to do instead of shitty things. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But okay. So, you know, at the end when they're about to breach the penthouse, and Niles like put on this body armor and Andy's like, I am not no puss. Right. Which mad dog respect. Like, hell yeah. She's like, I always go first. And Niles, and she's like, and if it doesn't work out, then you can go first next time. I was like, nice. Anyway, why wouldn't you just always wear body armor? Doesn't it still hurt? It looked like it still hurt. 
So why not always wear that? Like getting shot cannot be fun, no matter how many times you've been shot, right? No, I'm with you. No, I agreed with you. I agree with you. In fact, it it actually was, I have it in my notes. It was bothersome to me that she obviously had figured out that she wanted to live and continue. She, you know, Niall woke her up to the fact that, look, you've been doing this for a damn long time and it's easy to become disenfranchised with what you're trying to do and not see the results, right? But, you know, she's ready to live at this point because she's dying and she's figuring this thing out. She has the ability. Just put on the fucking bulletproof vest. I get you're a badass. Put it on, then go first. Then what would solve that for me was another piece of this same thing was is you don't have to then get lucky as fuck and block the first bullet with a goddamn fire axe. Right. You can take it in the bullet because you've been through pain of getting shot. If you can do that and keep moving, you can take the bullet in the bulletproof vest where that's going to most knock most people down. She can keep going. And I wouldn't have been bothered by the bullet getting blocked by the axe. I would, and I would have still thought she was the most badass thing in the movie because she went first. But be smart too. You're also two thousand years old. Don't be a dipshit for the price of being a badass. You can be both. I mean, it worked out for her. Sure. So I mean, she's still a badass, and it was cool. But that fire axe scene where she sees that she's like enough of this shit, and she just grabs this axe and just wastes like four guys. I'm like. There she is. Yeah, she's back. He's the only person that can bring a knife to a gunfight. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what a great scene. Yeah, yeah. So I am excited for the second one. They haven't announced that they're going to, but I'm sure they will because it's just wrecking records right now for Netflix. So, But I, I like the point that Matson brought up with Booker now that he's with Quinn because you know she's got to hold some sort of grudge against Andy for not coming and finding her. Oh, yeah. And she has to have a certain amount of feelings about being an immortal since now you know probably the worst possible punishment that you can go through because you're an immortal. So yeah. it'll be a nice, again, a nice side-by-side of here's this woman that now instead of being what it, we've been shown in this movie, they're there to save lives and do humanity good. Now she's the gonna, she's got to be just the worst, right? So. My question, what if you threw an immortal in a volcano, like an active volcano? How does that work? Don't know. Well, so you actually can't sink in lava. That's a myth. Oh. So they would lay on top burning to death until they could get to the edge, and then they'd have to figure out how to climb out. But feasibly, I think they could get out unless they're in an Iron Maiden. And then Then you'd boil to death. You'd boil to death if it didn't melt. I guess that's true. That kind of heat would melt the metal. Yeah, it might melt over time. Probably But then would quickly. you ever be able to regenerate if you were just constantly being melted? I don't know. It's an interesting concept. That's food for thought. Find out in movie number two because that's exactly what she's going to do to Andy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so a lot of fun stuff in this movie. A lot of cool things. I will say, because I want to get it out there before we... My biggest issue with this movie is I wanted more about the history of these characters. And I realized they gave us some. But I feel like... So the villain, to me, I didn't like him at all. The, no, he's a weasel. Yeah, he even looked like a weasel. Funny that you say that. I actually typed here, this fucker's a weasel. <laughs> and In my notes. because And he just bothered me. Like He wasn't menacing... He was like a petulant child with yeah. that didn't want to share his toy and wanted to, you know what I mean? I, he bothered me. He didn't scare me. And that I think that was a miss. And so 
and I'm okay with it. He's one dimensional. I'm fine. This was about an introduction to a set of characters and a really cool story. So I'm okay with the fact that the, the villain sucked for the most part. What I really wanted though is a little less time. We know what he's doing. I don't need all of the sciencey shit. I don't need as much with him. Cut about 10 minutes of his story and that whole thing out because I get what's going on there without any exposition, without any of that shit. Just show me. Same story, right? Yeah. Of any movie where there's an immortal or some superhero or whatever, the government or whoever wants to do experiments on them. Exactly. Yeah, no, yeah. I don't yeah, need any more. What I want, though, is 10 more minutes of Andy's backstory. And I really, really, really want part of this movie to have Nikki and Joe's backstory. Those two were two of my favorite characters in most movies I've ever seen. That is a, maybe arguably one of my favorite couples yes. in a TV series, but also one of the most classy, tasteful, not down your throat ways to promote the normalcy of like a homosexual couple. Absolutely. Oh, dude. Oh, sorry. Don't go ahead. No, 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 no. You, you, you and I are on the 100% same page. I loved Every second with those two, even before I knew that they were a couple. Yeah. Though, and mm-hmm. all that did was make me like them more, knowing that they were a couple. Because yeah. those two, to me, were just fantastic. The actors played them perfectly. Their relationship was perfect. Everything about those two characters, I wanted to know more. Every time they were on the, on the screen, they stole the scenes for me from start to finish. It was beautiful. That scene where they get captured and they are in the SWAT vehicle – and he's like, I need to make sure he's okay. And that guard is like, what is he, your boyfriend? And everyone starts laughing. And he's like, I have it. You? I have it. I'm going to pause you. Because okay, I, yeah, I literally went through my, self, my captions and wrote this down because I thought this might be one of, this might be my favorite monologue in all of movie history. And I have a lot. Whoever wrote this is a poet. Mm. Yes. So here's what he says. The guy says, is he your boyfriend? Everybody laughs. And he says, you're a child. An infant. Your mocking is thus infantile. He's not my boyfriend. This man is more to me than you can dream. He's the moon when I'm lost in the darkness and warmth when I shiver in the cold. And his kiss still thrills me even after a millennium. His heart overflows with a kindness of which this world is not worthy. I love this man beyond measure and reason. He is not my boyfriend. He's all and he's more. And I just got goosebumps reading that. And then the best line in this whole movie. Okay, second best line is when Joe looks or Nikki looks back at him and says, you're an incurable romantic. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so they kiss, right? Yeah, yeah. And then these homophobic guards like rip them apart. And, and then like, they kill them all for it. <laughs> and then they kill them all. They open the back of the truck and a dude rolls out. And Nikki's like, hey, do you think we could get these cuffs off? <laughs> He's like, I'll take that as a no. And then the best line in the whole movie was after he picks up the special forces guy and breaks his neck in the most unbelievably brutal, made my neck hurt way, says to him, you shot Nikki. You shouldn't have done that. Shouldn't have done that. (laughs) That was a gruesome death. That was bad. It was rough because you watched his neck. Oh, man, it was brutal. Yeah. Which the effects in this movie were crazy. Every time you see the bones healing, like when Niall jumps out, which was also awesome, by the way, jumps out into the car and you see her fingers and her legs and it's all coming back together. It looks so good. It looks so good. And not like bloodshot, right? Where it's like obviously (laughs) CGI or whatever, but like it actually looked good. Yeah. I was really impressed with what they did with that. Yep. Bravo Netflix. Yeah, it was awesome. 
I was impressed by that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I could talk forever about the cool, how they talk about, you know, the exploration of the shitty side of immortality in this movie. You know, they don't just go, oh, I'm immortal. There's some shitty things that go with it, but most of it's pretty fucking cool. Like by the time you, you meet these characters, they've been doing it for so long that all they realize now at the most, for the most part is it sucks to just be alive and you don't get family. You watch your family die and it's rough. So Booker, I liked Booker. Mm-hmm. He was a good character, but he did some shitty things. But I, I just enjoyed these characters. I was bought in with these characters. Very well acted. You know what my main problem with this movie was, though? It's when Niall goes in to rescue them. She gets shot. She pops up with this, like, carbine, right? Fires three shots and leaves the gun behind. Like, there, there were only three shots in this thing? Dude, that, for some reason, got under my skin so badly. It rubbed me the wrong way, too. Uh, it's funny. That Better than idea. having like 18 shots in a six shooter from a Western when they just keep going. That's <laughs> that's fair. That's true. That's fair. <laughs> All right. So before we rate this, I do have some quotes. If you guys want to go through it, I've, I've really enjoyed some of these quotes. Oh, so I've got two quotes. Do you, you go first? See if I got okay. it on my list. When they're talking about when they're in the cave, talking about an artist and she and Niall asks Andy, like, did you know him? And Booker's like, biblically, most likely. <laughs> yeah, probably, <laughs> biblically. probably biblically. Yeah, Rodan. When they're talking about Rodan. Yep. Rodan. It's right. beautiful. And then, oh, I guess I shared the, is it even safe? Just uh, when they're sitting down with Copley in the beginning, which, by the way, I just watched Serenity. Or, um, not Sir. Yeah, Serenity. He's the bad guy in Serenity. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm watching I'm watching this movie, right? I'm watching The Old Guard. And I'm like, where do I know that guy from? Nicole Cobb sits next to me and she's like, oh, that's a bad guy in Serenity. I was like, oh, that's right. <laughs> 45 minutes in this movie. I'm like, where do I know this guy from? That's anyway, hilarious. That scene when he's explaining like, hey, there's like these girls have been kidnapped, you know, whatever. We need you to save them. Um, and she stands up and she's like, we'll invoice you when it's done. It just walks away. I'm like, Oh, what a great intro. What a badass character. Yeah, it was really good. Um, I had someone, I have a couple. So my, I loved it when Joe, again, with Joe and Nikki, when they're captured and they're putting them on the plane or the boat or the bus or whatever. And he's like, there's a TV, Joe. And Joe, <laughs> oh, yeah. Joe's like, is there champagne? <laughs> like, that's, like, that's a nice plane. Like, that's classic. <laughs> and then when they are coming in and they're coming after Joe when she's just laying waste to everybody in the church and the guy looks over and he goes, Mr. Keene, I strongly recommend that we leave right now. And then <laughs> leave after she's Yeah. So that was great. I liked that. Uh, so there's two lines that go with this one. Cause I had a good giggle. Cause this is me. So they're on the plane. They just picked up Niall and she starts praying and Charlie <laughs> Stern's like, are you praying? And uh, God's not real. He's like, mine is she goes. And then they have like turbulence. And he goes, was that him? Don't worry, I can't do shit like that. <laughs> yeah, because she's like, there was a time when I was worshipped as a god. Yeah. <laughs> Even as part of that, she's like trying. Niall's trying to figure it out, and Andy's like, "Hey, you already subscribed to yeah you know, the supernatural, the supernatural. So just just roll with it. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> that, was good, that was a good one too. So, but I think probably for me, and I'll end it on a point, poignant one for this. So for me, when she was getting stitched up after the knife when she's realized that she's no longer immortal and the girl at the little gas station or pharmacy or whatever takes her back and is helping her. I really thought it was very poignant and a very kind of sums up, you know, what led her to realize I need to get back to doing what I was doing and be, even though I'm not immortal anymore, I still am ready to live and help. 
the girl says to her, I help you today and tomorrow you pick some up when they fall. We're not meant to be alone. So I was like, that's impressive. That sums this to me, that summed this whole movie up from start to finish. And that lesson that Andy needed to learn that after 2000 years of trying and not seeing the fruits of her efforts, it's okay to just continue to do what you need to do. And we're not meant to be alone. So I like that. So do you guys have any other thoughts before we rate this thing? I feel like there's always that one character that's like, no questions asked, I'll patch you up, you know, which in my opinion, is pretty smart, right? Like if some dude wanders in with like a knife wound and you're like, I just, I just don't want to know that way. You can't kill me. Cops can't question me. I just don't want to know. And that just makes the most sense to me. Absolutely. I like it. All right. Well, let's rate this thing. Then we've talked a lot about it. I'll get started. So I really, like I said, I really enjoyed this movie. I think there were some flaws. I think, like I said, the first 10, 15 minutes, I wish it would have caught me a little sooner. That's not necessarily the fault of the movie. It's probably more my attention span and what I expect out of movies these days, but it did leave me wanting more. But once it caught on, I just enjoyed it. Visuals are amazing. The action was great. The choreography was fantastic. The acting was beautiful. The music was fun. I enjoyed it as a setup movie. It didn't, a lot of setup movies really are problematic because they leave you wanting more. This one didn't. I could be okay if they never did another one with this movie. I liked the way it ended. I liked the way it went. So I really enjoyed it. Again, there are a couple little things I wanted to know more about the characters. I would have liked a little more backstory, less about the villain and their plot, which to me is a subplot at this point. It's not going to be the main story of these characters. So I just wanted to get past that and learn more about these characters that I'm falling in love with every moment of this movie. For that, though, I'm still going to give it a four, and I will definitely watch it again. In fact, I'll probably watch it tonight because now I want Casey to see it. So great movie. Really enjoyed it. Go check it out. Matson, why don't you go next? Hey. For me, I think the only pitfalls is kind of what JJ talked about. It had a villain that just kind of annoying that didn't add a lot to the movie. Um, I think secondarily, really what JJ said as well, just wanted to know more about the the immortals and what their story was with hopefully this being a setup movie. The second one, maybe we'll get a lot more into that. Um, those are really my only qualms about this movie as a standalone movie. Uh, besides that, the cinematography from the fight scenes, um, to the actors on screen endearing us to what they're presenting. I think it was well done. And this is a movie that I certainly would watch again. Um, I I was entertained. I look at this movie as more like a John Wick S one where I could just throw it on and, and wherever the movie kind of happens to be at, I'll be like, all right, like, cool, let's watch. Um, and to me, as you guys know, that's always a making of a good movie because not every movie can do that for me. Not every movie can I just sit and doesn't matter where I'm at, I'm, I'm entertained. And for that, I'm I'm going to give this movie a four as well, a really solid four. Definitely, like I just said, I'd watch it again. I do think this is a movie I'll probably watch a few times. It was entertaining. Cool. Javier, bring us home. Yeah, I, I'm probably going to echo everything you guys say, but so I'll keep it short. But the acting was fun. The action is was a lot of fun. And I, I don't know if we've given it enough credit at how smooth the choreography was in the action sequences. Like, it, it was smooth. It was good. It was well choreographed. So that that is awesome. And I'm a sucker for good choreography fights. The music was awesome. And then on top of that, you've got all the aspects of a good action movie with some serious character development. Like you really get like worried and, and entrenched with these characters. So I think their second movie is going to be really pivotal because I think everyone's going to want to know more about the history. They're going to have to develop a really good villain this time around. Cause they kind of missed the mark in this movie. 
So I'm really looking forward to the second movie. I would totally watch this again. Uh, I'm going to rate it a little bit higher. I'm going to give it a 4.5 because there wasn't anything in there that rubbed me the wrong way so much to cost it a full point, I don't think. Yeah, I was close. I, I was back and forth between four and four and a half. Ultimately, yeah. to me, ultimately, it was the villain because I think if they could have even had, knowing it wasn't the perfect movie because it is a setup movie, if the villain just could have been a little more menacing as opposed to just bratty and bitchy, and mm-hmm. just kind of annoying, I think I would have given it maybe even a five. That would have been hard because of the beginning for me, but four and a half for sure if the villain just had been a little bit better. So so I'm with you. I, I thought there was enough going on as far as like figuring out who these people were that distracted me from the need for a bad guy, right? Because sure. in my head, the real villain wasn't him at all. The real villain True. was like herself, yeah. you know, as tacky, as cheesy as that sounds. <laughs> you know? You're not wrong, though. Uh, so that's why I hope come the second movie with, um, what's her name? The um, Quinn? Yeah, Quinn. Or whatever. If Quinn's the villain, like an immortal as a villain, I have high hopes for. I think that'd be cool. Yeah, I'm excited. Sweet. All right, that's our rating. Uh, definitely go check this thing out. It's worth watching many times. So, uh, Matson, why don't you tell them where they can find us? Yeah, come check us out at our website at whatsaverdict.com, first and foremost. Check out our past podcasts. Come vote on the movie we'd like to review in the future. As well, we're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Come interact with our posts. Let us know what you want us to review as well. Slide into those DMs. And then you can find us and listen to us at um, What's Our Verdict Movies for our movie podcasts on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, things like that, and as well as uh, What's Our Verdict TV. Uh, for some up-and-coming TV shows that are coming our way that we're excited to watch as well. And, yeah, and we're also trying to get our our YouTube channel off the ground. It's been a little hard with movies not coming out, but with COVID, hopefully it changes a little bit, and then we can get that process rolling and really get some great movie reactions dealing with trailers. But we're excited. Come interact with us. Yeah, definitely. Don't forget, go check it out. Sign up for our our mailing list. Uh, Next week we'll announce what's happening. Uh, Probably give you a couple, three weeks to – get in there but start early that way you're in no no questions you won't miss what we're gonna do so check that out we'll announce it next week yeah thanks for listening we enjoy it that's the verdict and uh, we'll catch you on the next one bye bye now cinemagic out